Hey, y'all, it's Eric. And even though For Colored Nerds has come to a close, Brittany and I didn't want to leave y'all without a recommendation for another really great show that puts Black people at the center of the conversation. If you've been listening to the last few episodes, you know that we had the host of Vibe Check on the show. It was a really, really fun interview. But if you didn't get a chance to tune in, I want to tell you a little bit about them. Vibe Check is hosted by Sam Sanders, Saeed Jones, and Zach Safford. They talk about what's going on in news, entertainment, and culture, and how it all feels. And look, y'all, like, that's just a little bit of what I can say about this show. Like, these hosts are so smart. They're so empathetic with where I want to be in the world. And they can talk about pretty much anything from Beyonce to climate change to political violence in a way that I myself can tap into. I'm checking this out now that For Colored Nerds is not here. So I'm going to do you a favor and preview a fun, unreleased clip of Vibe Check for y'all. Remember that New York Times Popeye's love story that went viral a while back? I know I do. Anytime Popeye's pops in the news. But here's a snippet of their thoughts on that situation. I know you'll enjoy it. Hello, girls, gays, and theys. We are back, and let's just get into it. I am sure a friend, an auntie, an ex has texted you about this (laughs) next story. It started with the New York Times vows section, which, like, why do they even still have this? But it's always Um, wild. I love that Exactly, exactly. It is as retrograde as heterosexuality itself. (laughs) Uh, The headline of this article, because it feels like even just the headline feels, like, worth commenting on. After a first date at Popeye's, marriage was on the menu. Stop right there. (laughs) I want to slap that headline writer. You think you cute. You think you cute. I'm sorry. This is one of those, all of us have worked and work in media. This is the headline that happens in a newsroom where it was like, that's so smart. That's so funny. And it was the worst mistake ever. And you don't realize till it hits Twitter. So. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, and let's be, and I don't, I don't know who, about the reporter, but I will say we know about the pervasive institutional whiteness of the New York Times. We know about how consistently they ignore or undermine black people's humanity. (laughs) Mm. So even just in the framing of this, I will say I was like, "Mm, the vibes, I don't, mm, this feels, I'm worried about the couple. I'm worried about what you think about your audience. (laughs) Yes. The Popeyes in the headline was just like, I was like, huh? Right. Yeah. Right. Anywho, yeah. go ahead. Not, the story yeah, was. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. here's the story. So, a black couple in Boston in the early months of the pandemic. Y'all remember when that was like? When it was like we were, everyone was going on dates in parks and being outside because it was mm-hmm. the only safe place to be. Uh, this couple met on Hinge, and I used to say they weren't a couple yet because Homeboy canceled on this woman who is like she is a vp at a a company yeah she's got an mba several degrees very accomplished um he canceled on her three times and the third time she was like look if we're not gonna see each other like we need to just stop talking and he says okay let's meet in five minutes in the parking lot of this popeye's which (laughs) stop right there let it sink in he said Meet me in the Popeye's parking lot in five minutes. Near her house. And she said, Near her house. Okay. <laughs> so, like, first of 
all, I mean, so it turns out to be a good date, I guess. They had a good conversation. And she is clearly like a very manifest, think it through. I've got my timeline. Pretty soon they're dating and she's like, you're going to move in with me in six months. Six months in, she said move in. Yeah. And then six months he does. You know, like everything just feels like kind of like if you can will it and you can make it. But let's start here. Because I want to really come from like a very humane place. <laughs> I don't. I think how we <laughs> how we communicate with people, whether that means canceling on them without follow ups or saying, "Okay, you want to see me? Meet me in five minutes in a mm-hmm. parking lot." That doesn't scream date to me. That screams, frankly, um, "Am I giving you a blowjob in 100%. the front seat of your car?" Which, like, maybe we can do that. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it's not. It's not a date, and it's not something that I would ever tell the New York Times. Hell about. no. No, and also, to bring back context, we are in the beginning of a pandemic that we know nothing about. You don't know this man from John down the street. Right. You know nothing about him. Right. And you say yes to sitting in his car in the parking lot of a Popeye's at the height of that fried chicken sandwich, I think, was the height of this at the moment. And he doesn't even give you the Popeye's. It's like, what, is, what are you doing? What is this? You're eating KFC? Who eats KFC? I have a thousand questions from there. That's when I would not have gone on the date, but she chose otherwise. Well, what I don't understand is, even if this is your love creation story, tell me a different version in the New York Times vows section. (laughs) I don't understand how they thought sharing this story would endear them to any readers. It makes it feel really kind of sad and tacky. I'm seeing this woman who is incredibly accomplished, who has to approach finding a life partner like a business endeavor. And then she has to guide him like he's a child through all the steps of relationship, including moving in. Later in the story, we find out this man's best friend buys the engagement ring for him. Trash. In every single way, we're seeing this man who seems to be trash, propped up by women and friends who were better than him. And this is sold to me as a story of lovely heterosexual mm-hmm. love. If that's it, I don't want yeah. it. And it. I don't yeah, want Yeah, and it falls into this new trope in the past, I would say five years, of Hinge is your way to find love. Hinge has done a great job of marketing this and PRing this. They're the app that should be deleted, they say all the time. But every story you hear of a successful relationship is a Hinge story lately. And the most famous one is Pete and Chastin Buttigieg that met on Hinge. <gasps> Oh. Which is lots of controversy around how that's possible when Hinge is a location-based app and um, they were not anywhere near each other in the city of Chicago. Oh, so, it's so you know, there's questions. There's a lot of questions. As some, okay. And I say this is someone that worked at Grindr that knows how all this tech works. So, listeners, <laughs> this is Zach Stafford Pisces talk for they lie. That's a <laughs> lie. This? It just may not be a lie. Just there's a lot of questions around, like, yeah. How do you access these people? How do you get to them on all this stuff? But the fact that, like, this is telling us a hinge story that is so lazy, so unromantic, so transactional is wild. And it also is the first time I have heard in a major outlet the story that centers a black woman. And that's where a lot of heat on Twitter came from. It's like, this is the story you chose, New York Times, famously white, famously obsessed with white weddings— to focus on was the struggle of a black woman being very disrespected and eventually finding a man who is a scrub to quote TLC. And who already had a kid, right? Already had a kid. Already had a kid. Who, he says on their not.com wedding announcement, the moment he knew that they were going to get married is when she came over to paint his house with him. (laughs) And the kid liked her. You lied. I swear to God. You lied. Swear to God. She came over and did unpaid labor. 
Wow. And, and mind you, the kid, it's his son who's like, oh, dad, I think she's really great because the son has been trained in the ways of yes. patriarchy. Is already a wow. woman who will help you paint your house as a woman Shh. you should wed. Um, but also, wow. he doesn't mention the son. The son is not in the It's not in the New York Times. Times. This is from like investigations happening on Twitter where they found everything mm-hmm. around the wedding. Here's what I kept thinking after I read the article and all the discourse around it online. I just felt about the really, really tough odds that black women like this woman in the piece face. She is beautiful. She is talented and smart, has an MBA, is quite well accomplished. And she, because of the nature of the dating market for black women who are straight in this nation, she has to take pride in getting the scrub to say yes after canceling twice and her making him move in. Are the odds that bad for straight women these days trying to find straight men is that what the story is really about i mean the odds are so bad i'm famously not a cis straight woman so i can't speak on their behalf but (laughs) i'm famously a lover of uh, romantic comedies and romance movies about cis straight women and this takes me back to the famous very famous whitney houston angela bassett movie waiting to exhale which the whole movie is about this so i was like are we back in the early 90s again still? Or have we it's never left? It's also very Tyler Perry. Very it's also Tyler very Perry. Tyler Perry movie. All right, y'all. That is all I can give you for right now. But you can find and listen to more of Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. I highly recommend. They're going to love it. 